Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A very warm welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio on every third Tuesday of the month. Discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. Now today, your host, Chrissy Blaze, will be joined by our very regular and popular guest, Brian Kniep, Executive Secretary at the American Headquarters of the Ethereum Society, who was with us last month. On this show, Chrissy and Brian will be discussing an absolutely fascinating subject, the cosmic adepts around us. So, without further ado, I hand you over to Chrissy and Brian. Thank you, Nikki, Thank you, and a very, hi, very warm welcome to you again, Brian. Great to have you Thank on the you, show. Thank you, Chrissy. A pleasure to be here. Yeah, so this will be a very exciting show, I think. Um, And Brian, I'd like to start by just mentioning a few things. And this is for everybody to think about. I I know that uh, there's so much going on in the world of a negative nature that we hear about on the news. But this is outweighed by the incredible and positive uh, information and news and activities that we discuss on Aetherius Radio Live and elsewhere in the Aetherius Society. And we're so fortunate to have access to this because of our master's cosmic contact. And we've learned so much about that, uh, about the great masters who are helping our world. And, And I think it's great to spend this time focusing on that aspect, which is so much more important than most of the things that we hear on the news. And I believe that right now at this time of change, and so many people are talking about this as a time of change, um, it's up to all of us who, you know, uh, want to help in one way or another to embrace the message of the cosmic masters. And that is service to humanity through spiritual action. And we have so many incredible examples of this from our master, Dr. George King, to the um, lords of Saturn, the Lord, to the Lord of Karma, Mars Sector 6, uh, the Master Jesus, the Master Sirius, And we've mentioned many of these masters on previous shows, as regular listeners will know. And of course, the six adepts and many, many more. And the amazing thing is, is that we're cooperating in the Aetherius Society. We're actually cooperating with some of these great masters. And now this particular show was Brian's inspiration. Uh, It's called The Cosmic Adepts Around Earth. And it's based on a very inspiring service that uh, Brian created and conducted uh, with Ashima a few weeks ago. And that's now available on YouTube. And I think I'm I'm right in saying, Brian, that when we send out the email about this uh, radio show, when you're listening to this show now, there's also, don't forget to look at the email. There should be a link to this service um, in the email. So don't just listen to the show, but also read the email. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's exactly. right, and the, the, that's correct. And the big plus uh, about at least listening to parts of that service is that it will include the, include the actual um, extracts themselves of the live recordings um, by our master as you receive these mental transmissions. Um, so it, it's a it's a be a big plus. Even if you just skip through uh, the other parts and listen to those extracts, it'd be a, it'd be a huge huge plus for you. Absolutely. Now, today, you're just going to have me reading them, unfortunately, but to actually hear our master taking them, and I know you were often there, Brian, when he did take these mental transmissions, Um, so you're very, very familiar with those. So today, we're going to talk about those, and especially the amazing adept, Nixie009 and team, that I know, Brian, you're you are very, you know so much about these masters. You really are very attuned to these masters today. Um, because I think I'm right in saying that you first became, became known about them when you were with our master in Santa Barbara in his ashram there. And you are very aware of the contacts made by our master. So perhaps you could kindly uh, just give us a little background on these contacts. 
Well, yes, uh, I was very fortunate to be there um, in 1988, first time he uh, he made contact uh, or, or received contact from uh, Adam Nixon 009, and it, it was it was such an amazing um, uh, revelation to to myself and other members of the society to realize that. Um, these these great beings were going to be able to or allowed to replace um, uh, the five adepts. Uh, now, when, when I say replace, of course, they aren't going to be filling their shoes far from it, but they're going to be um, doing whatever they can for mankind um, uh, once these great beings uh, will have, we presume, we know three of them have left, and we presume the other two, if they haven't left, they will leave shortly. Um, and so rather than be alone, we're going to have these, these amazing um, adepts who, who were trained um, on satellite number three itself, who will now be here around Earth to help us in so many ways. Yeah, this is really fantastic. And so fantastic that we know about this. And we're not just keeping well, it to ourselves. But, you know, and this is why we're well, you, you spreading the news. I'm sorry. You mentioned, um, you mentioned that there's a lot of bad things in the press uh, and this far outweighs it. You know, I think the, the best way to look at that is there's bad things in the press because there's bad things happening on Earth. Um, but the most amazing thing, what makes us so fortunate, is that we can see these bad things in the press and we can do something about it. We can try and help those people so potently with the help of these advanced beings who are, have, who've been, who are staying here on Earth to help us. And that, that's, that's what makes everything so exciting and so alive uh, when we when we see the teachings of the Ethereum Society. Well, that's a very good point. Yeah, thanks for bringing that, that up, Brian. Now, I'd just like to, to ask something about the uh, mental transmissions themselves, because as members know, and people listening to this podcast will, will probably know that Dr. George King received around 600 uh, transmissions, cosmic transmissions, from cosmic masters over the years during his mission. And then later on, he changed these mental transmissions. And I was thinking, Brian, I don't know if you agree with this, but the, the cosmic transmissions on the whole were teachings for posterity, for humanity on the whole. And these are, seem very sort of intimate connections that we hear about the adepts, our master being at Adept Nixie 001, communicating with other adepts about actions that were taking place at the time on the whole. Um, so that's right. Practice. Yeah, no, that's right. You're right. On the, on the whole, um, that's absolutely, uh, there are exceptions, of course, but on the whole, um, the, the somatic uh, trans- transmissions um, uh, were things like the nine freedoms, the 12 blessings, which will just stand, you know, for, for a thousand years, if not longer, uh, as, as tremendous truths given to Earth. Um, but the mental transmissions were more um, uh, a view into watching our master work with other beings, other adepts, to create the, um, uh, the, the patchwork, the fabric of these missions uh, that are so important for mankind. Um, and that, that's, that's the, the, the beauty of them. You, you can see um, the, the earlier transmissions, you see the wise and the, the, you know, what we're doing, who we are, and what we're doing on Earth. And then with these mental transmissions, you can see how um, these, these, these masters, our master and, and the other adepts, created this um, uh, framework in which we can help the cosmic plan in the future. Uh, and so it's, it's almost like looking behind the scenes at, at how these great beings work, and we can learn from them of how we should work in this crucial time on Earth. Incredible, yes. And how else would we learn about these things? I mean, they're so precious, these mental transmissions. And of course, Brian, I wanted to ask you oh. too, um, when our master took the, uh, the cosmic transmissions, he had to go into somatic trance, which was tremendously dis- you know, hard on the physical, on his whole physical structure. Um, but these mental transmissions, how... How did they affect our master? You were off. You were nearly always with him at the time, or, or certainly afterwards, before and afterwards. How did these affect him? Well, these um, <clears throat> it, it would depend on on who he was communicating with, of course. Um, but if 
if you're talking about when he was communicating with Adipnik 005 or Adipnik 009 um, or Sector S2, then these were, um, they didn't, uh, it, it, it was more um, what, what was going on that was, that was more affecting him. Like, uh, was, were they, right. was he trying to help uh, a hurricane or was he trying to um, improve um, the internal structure of the crystal of a battery or was he trying to um, arrange runs for Operation Sunbeam? So it's kind of more of a, of a working relationship, if you will. Um, and so it didn't really affect him uh, so much uh, negative or positively. Um, it, it did it did take an effort, of course, to to um, uh, bring through the information as, accu- as accurately as he could. Uh, but that would also depend on the communicator as well. So five and Sector S2, it was it seemed very very easy um, to communicate with these beings. Um, uh, other might be more difficult. I mean, some of the earlier conversations or, or message transmissions with Nix009 was a little bit difficult um, because he didn't know Nix009 so well. So it was a little bit difficult. But it, it got it got easier as it progressed. Um, but and then you take someone like the, the Lord Babaji, the Master Theorist. Uh, those were difficult. Um, those well, when I say difficult, they affected him. Um, he, he really felt he had to prepare for to speak with the master theorist or um, Mars chapter six, and he did. He did. He he would spend uh, sometimes a half an hour, an hour, and, and I would even help him uh, kind of crafting up what he was going to say and the questions, so it was all very very clear. Um, and when the Lord Babaji, it was even different. It, it, it was this um, spiritual um, uh, that that did affect him. Um, greatly because mm-hmm. because there was such this the spiritual feeling in the Lord Babaji, of course, as, as well with the Saturnian. Um, those would affect him uh, very deeply on a spiritual level after those. So it, it ranged in, in how he was affected, I would say. Well, that's so interesting to, to hear that, Brian. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, you did also mention that about hurricanes. And so let's, we're going to focus on one example that you are very aware of. That was the Hurricane Gilbert in 1988. And I have a little background about that. Um, I know you'll remember it very well. It was a massive hurricane. I think it was the second most intense tropical cyclone on record in the Atlantic Basin where it took place. It was a Category 5 that brought destruction right. to the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico. Um, right. And I think it was also apparently the most intense tropical cyclone to strike Mexico ever in recorded history. So, um, Brian, I'll read the mental transmission received by our master about this, which gives us a blow-by-blow account by about what the cosmic adepts were doing at the time. So perhaps afterwards right, you, right. you could explain this in more depth. Sure. Or perhaps there's anything you'd like to say before I start. Well, before, um, this is just one extract from uh, uh, several uh, mental transmissions he received uh, around it because it was, it was it took uh, a day or two or three and and many many transmission um, I don't know he mentioned somewhere maybe eight nine ten twelve uh, transmissions surrounding Gilbert so this is really one extract of one of them. Oh right, well thank you for that background. That's very helpful. The, this one was received on September the first, nineteen eighty eight. When you listen to it, you know don't just think of them as words, kind of. The listeners, put yourself in a framework where you're, you're kind of imagining what's going on, you're seeing what's going on in your mind's eye, and you're realizing that here we have an act, action taking place by cosmic adepts, and we're actually sort of involved in this by listening to them and learning about them. So it really is a fantastic thing that we're about to listen to. The time is now 20 minutes to 12. This is Nixie 001. Come in, Nixie 005. Thank you very much. You say that you are in the affected areas in Jamaica, manipulating the energy. Yes, we are running our spiritual energy radiators. I doubt very much if the energy has got time to seep through there yet, but you are manipulating it. So you are, Nixie 005. Nixie 007, 
are over the Jamaica area and you are doing what you possibly can. Nixie 008 and 009 are in a classified position, also help in the emergency. Very well, very well, very well. I know about the other three a month ago, but it looks as though those boys are raring to go. You say they're raring to go. Very well. This is Nixie 001 standing by for any information from satellite number three or any forces concerned. Thank you, Nixie 001, out. Nixie 001 to Nixie 005. Did you want to say anything before I begin the next part, Brian? I know there's a lot of things to unfold here. Well, yeah, we can't unfold everything, but um, uh, when you know, it, it really would help people to uh, to hear the transmission. Cause like when you said um, he he was surprised um, that uh, Nixon zero zero nine was involved. He said, "Very well, very well," because oh. he was thinking he was thinking this too. Very well, and then he said uh, that he knew about that they knew something about them some months before, but he didn't realize they were starting with their raring to go and. Nixie zero zero five comes back and says yes they're raring to go so it it, it it's, it's kind of a surprise um, but he's really really happy um, that mm-hmm. that they're here and they're raring to go and really uh, I think I think that's what I would say about that he was very very pleased um, when I say surprise I mean he he didn't know that they were going to be part of the Gilbert but he knew that they were around and that he was, he was kind of waiting for them to show up and here they showed up and he was just very, very pleased about it. Oh, well, that's very, it's great to get that background, Brian. Thank you. Um, and of course, in the last part, uh, a master said, this is Nixie 001 standing by for any information from satellite number three. So obviously there was some connection there um, that I think we'll learn about a little later. That's right. Well, our master had offered, um, had asked uh, the third satellite if they could put more energy through our spiritual energy radiators for the situation. So that, that, that was an aspect of the whole manipulation with the third satellite. All right. Thank you, Brian. So I'll continue with that uh, transmission. Nixie 001 to Nixie 005. You have taken 1,000 prayer hours out of battery one. Thank you very much. You're now holding 3,000 prayer hours approximately for us. We do have another battery that you could take some out of if you wish. No, you think you'll hold on to that for the moment? But would I contact satellite number three? Very well. I'll contact satellite number three. So, Brian, you can hear the the master sort of communicating there, can't you? Um, Right. That's right. This is Nixie 001 to satellite number three on the code. Emergency, come in, satellite number three. Brian, what, what is meant by on the code? Are you, can you say that? Oh, well, that, yeah, he, um, before that time, uh, he wouldn't need or use a code. He would just say, this is at a mix zero, zero, one, to satellite number three, come in, satellite number three, and then they would, they would come back. Um, it's, it's an odd, it's an odd thing, but, um, because, and this, this is, probably a fodder for another radio show at some point, but um, it was said that uh, because there are so many mental requests uh, made directly to the third satellite, now that the third, or at that time, and probably now as well, the third satellite was getting more and more and more known by people. So people would, would just kind of start to, to pray to the third satellite and say, please send me energies, please help me do this or that. And believe it or not, they needed to protect um, their themselves. I mean, it's not quite the right way to say it, but they need to protect um, the delicate manipulations that they're doing um, from all of this mental uh, energy pointed, directed at them, which goes to them. Like, like when you send a prayer mm-hmm. to your yeah. aunt, aunt Millie, the energy goes to Aunt Millie. But if you send a prayer asking for help to the third satellite, it goes to the third satellite. Right. And that, right. And that you could say surprisingly so, that, that um, would, could um, adversely affect the, uh, the manipulations that they were doing. So they, they created this, this um, uh, additional screen 
around the third satellite, which you could only get through if you had, mentally you only get through if you had a, a particular mental code, which he would then say silently. He would say, this, this is this is Atlantic 001 under code, and then there'd be a silence. And then he would, he would then mentally repeat this code, and then that would get him through the screen, and then they would, they would contact him back. That's the way that worked. Wow, that's very fascinating. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Well, I suppose, um, I mean, satellite number three, it's better for a person, obviously, if somebody needs help to um, pray to God and um, pray for the world, and they will get help from satellite number three. You know, that's, that's right. That's the way right. it's supposed that's to be. It. Yeah. That's, that's, that's correct. That's right. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So satellite, come in satellite number three. Yes, satellite number three. The adepts are now holding 3,000 prayer hours for us to be used when necessary. Yes, number eight and nine are going to request some energy from central control. The master laughs at that point. If you're asking for my permission, the answer is yes, 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 and yes, and yes. They're going to try a certain manipulation which is classified very well. Do I get in touch with central control? And then the reply is unnecessary. Um, so, Brian, do you want to say anything before I continue with the central control? Yes, there's that, so much. Yeah, there's a lot happened quickly. He was, he was advised um, or asked to contact num, uh, number three from Adam Zero Five because um, because there was a re- basically there was a request by Elipnik uh, 0089 to use some operating space power two energy, um, and and so um, the the protocol. I mean, you know, he, it's not that our master wasn't their boss, but the protocol was that because it was our master who, through his negotiation and probably his karmic manipulation on Earth, of course. Um, uh, enabled mankind or the Ethereum society anyway to have um, a certain a certain amount of access to energy from uh, we, we now call Operation Space Power Two energy that, that's held for us um, elsewhere, and so they had to through protocol get his permission to use this right. energy, and mm-hmm. uh, and so that he was then he kind of. Chuckled. He said, well, "Well, if you're asking my permission, yes, yes definitely <laughs> use the energy." But he, he he understood though that it had to be a protocol, and he mentions this in the article in Cosmic Voice about it. Um, but then he was he then figured that he would have to contact uh, um, Thunder Control, but uh, Secret too. But it turns out that they were already monitoring. So then they jumped. So then it was like an, an overlap of communication. So then they were they immediately made it easy for him and said what was happening and can they use it? He said, of course, yes. There's a lot going on in a, in a short period of time there. Yeah, it's, it's so good to have that background. It's invaluable. Thank you. So central control, next part, central control. Yes, you have picked me up. This is Mars Sector 8, Special Advisor S2. You have picked me up. Yes, I absolutely concur with any energy they may need from our reserves. Very well. You'll give me the full particulars later. They're going for a classified manipulation. Thank you very much. This is Nixie 001, breaking communications for the time being with satellite number three under special emergency code. Breaking communications for the time being with central control, special advisor S2. Thank you. Yeah. Now that... Just uh, to interject here, that, that special manipulation, classified manipulation, uh, turned out to be, um, I forget what the exact amount, uh, something like 1,800 or 1,900 prayer hours of um, space power two energy. Um, but it was raised to a, a very high classified frequency and sent directly to uh, the divas. Um, and so that right. was what the... Uh, Manipulation was, and it had a, quite an effect. Um, it was explained or inferred anyway later by Adepnik 009 that that was why um, the uh, the hurricane did not plow into a populated area of um, 
the Gulf of America, you know, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, but in anything like, for example, it could have hit New Orleans, which would have been catastrophic. Um, and so the implication, yeah. <laughs> if you look, if you look at this article, it was uh, because of that manipulation and and probably the other things as well, but specifically that manipulation that uh, prevented that from happening. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Um, one thing that really strikes us, I think, when we listen to this, is you know, you may think, oh, these are cosmic masters, cosmic adepts working together. They can take a hurricane down just like that. And probably on another planet, they could do it. But you realize how much work there is involved. I mean, you said, Brian, there were several mental transmissions over several days about this. Um, the tremendous right. amount of work is, is incredible yeah. already. Um, but, but, Brian, would you, would you agree that um, if the, these adepts were on other planets, they could you know, take it down very qu- easily and quickly, perhaps? <laughs> and they could. Divide no, that comes out that comes out in the communication between zero zero nine and our master in Santa Barbara uh a month later. Um there there is a device that uh, could take it down very easily, but the master answered, Well, you have to get uh, used to the uh, karma of earth, old boy. <laughs> and so oh. it's uh, it was quite a quite a wonderful conversation uh back and forth and that of course is in the book, um Conte with Lord of Karma. But it was uh, a wonderful conversation back and forth. Uh, it's almost like a uh, the old guard, our master, the experienced, um, really amazing combatant and spiritual karmic uh, uh, agent on earth, um, passing the baton or or giving some advice to um, uh, the, the, this new adept, adeptnik zero zero nine, a new adept to earth, of course, um, yeah. uh, to to kind of help him understand the the, the karmic difficulties and the, the the karmic difficulties is why these things are so complicated. You know, th- this manipulation for this one hurricane, um, there was uh, there was energy from our space power two reserves uh, being manipulated by zero zero eight and nine. There was um, our per energy being manipulated by zero zero five. Um, there was uh, energy from the third satellite coming through our, our spiritual energy radiators that was also manipulated by um, the adepts. So it, it was kind of a karmic um, uh, mixture of, of all these different energies because they're always having to worry about um, not going over the karmic, um, uh, the rules, as it were. And so they're, they're having to really be very, very clever and really um, strategic in how they they, they, they they use the energy, how they where they find the energy and how they can use it. Um and that that's one reason why Operation Purple energy is so powerful is because it's created or shall we say it's it's um invoked by us, by the members of the Ethereum Society and, and other outside people who can come to prayer power. And this energy is then used. So it's got it's got more of a karmic magic to it, if you will. Yes, indeed. Um, very good points there, Brian. Uh, before we go on to the next part, which is really interesting because I wanted to ask you about um, when I must have met Nixie 009 for the first time, um, perhaps we should have a break because I think it's about that time already. It's getting close. So. Yeah, it's getting close. That's right. <laughs> so let's hand over to our producer, Shelly Nikki Wood, for her announcements. Well, that is absolutely fascinating. Oh, thank you, Chrissy and Brian, for sharing some such amazing insights into the work of these cosmic beings. Wow, it is absolutely very revealing. You are listening to a serious radio live with your host, Chrissy Blaze, and her guest, Brian Kniep, discussing the cosmic adepts around us. We still have a few more days of the magnificent energies pouring down from that shining temple of light, satellite number three, during which all spiritual actions performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by 3,000 times. Sadly, sadly for us, it will be leaving orbit of our world at 12 midnight GMT on May 23rd. So. 
please, you are very welcome to join with us in our special service to mark the last hour of the first spiritual push for 2023. And this will be live streamed from the Aetherius Temple in London, led by Right Reverend Richard Lawrence. So let's make the most of such wonderful energies in these remaining days. And as always, you're warmly invited to join in with our services held during this period to send out much-needed spiritual energy to our world. Now, there are various activities being held, which are as follows. At the Temple in Los Angeles, Saturday, May 17th at 2 p.m., a two-hour workshop led by Ashima Huiknip and Rodney Crosby. The Joy of Mantra an initiation into the science of sacred sound. Wonderful. At the Temple in London, we have Saturday, June 5th at 9am, a full one-day You Two Can Heal workshop with Noemi and Jamie Bates. Sunday, June 6th at 2pm, a two-hour workshop on prayer energy, how to channel the path of the universe with Mark Bennett. And on Tuesday, June 6th, at 7 p.m., a King Yoga experience led by Darren Ball on spiritual energy. Change your life. Change the world. So for more details of these events and others taking place at all our centers worldwide, please visit our website. The next ARL, or rather a series radio live show, on June 20th, Richard will be joined by... A very regular guest, and yes, you've guessed right, Brian Kniep. And they will be discussing 50 years of Operation Prayer Power, which very aptly is just before the exciting, and I'll have to be, hold myself, exciting 50th anniversary event taking place in North Devon in the, in the United Kingdom just a few days later on Sunday, June 25th, and full details are on our website very exciting it is. So that's it for now, and I'm very pleased to hand you back to Chrissy and Brian. Thank you so much, Nikki. A lot going on, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, as always. That's great. <laughs> we're good to see you, Nikki, as well. Yeah, we're all going to go over, aren't we? The three, well, the three of us yeah, will be there, and, yeah. and Richard, and many others. So it'll be great. Um, Richard, the next part is so interesting. <laughs> it was a few weeks after the mental transmissions about Hurricane Gilbert, I believe, that our master met Nixie 009 for the first time. And I only know what I've read in contact with the Lord of Karma. But that was very fascinating. But you were actually there at the time, so I've got questions to ask you about that. Now, I remember reading that when um, the master visited our master in, in his home in Santa Barbara, where you were also, um, he said he was interested in small dwellings, and he was shown around uh, different facilities and so on. Um, and I remember he said the tap water was undrinkable, embarrassing. But you'll know a lot more about it than, than I do, so I'd, I'd oh, love yeah, that was, to that was, give us uh, your background on this meeting, this wonderful was, meeting. Well, sure. Uh, that, first of all, that was um, uh, he was expecting um, a visit. Uh, a day or two earlier, um, ah. they, uh, I think I think he visited. Was it on the tenth of uh, of September? Do the date there? October. The October. 10th. Yeah, October. October the tenth, yeah. and the third satellite left over on the ninth. Is that correct? Right. And right. So he was he was expecting a visit because he knew um, that uh, Nicholas Zero Nine was associated with the third satellite, and so he was expecting. Um, for certain reasons, I don't remember all the reasons, um, but he was expecting a visit on the 8th or the 9th, and it didn't happen. And uh, and then the 10th, um, Nixie 09 then visited. Um, and the the reason was that he couldn't come earlier is because he had to actually pilot the third satellite out of orbit and landed on oh. a, a moon of Jupiter. So that was oh, uh, uh, <laughs> that a, a nice start. That's a good reason. Um, and and if, if if you look at if you listen to the tape, um, and we we had some extracts of the service and and I listened to all of them. Um, he was actually quite nervous um, in the first uh, say ten fifteen minutes uh, of meeting Nick zero zero nine because he and even he even mentioned Nick zero zero five just before um, 
the meeting uh, that he was nervous. And, uh, that, you know, that's, even though you, you know, it may not seem obvious because he, he was such, um, uh, you know, he's, he's such an experienced and, uh, and let's face it, uh, powerful spiritual master on master, um, to be nervous about meeting, um, uh, who I think in, in, we can all agree is, is junior to our master. Um, but he was, uh, he was very nervous. Uh, now, w- once he got going, then, then it became a really nice, uh, nice communication and a nice uh, rapport. Um, so it was quite nice. And the, with, with the tap water, that was so um, because our master knew that he was going to be visited, um, something in the etheric body, but still visited by uh, Nikki Zero Nine. He he had us clean the whole place up. Um, you know, as you do for for any guest, you know, you kind of take right. the extra effort and get everything cleaned up. But we only had so much time, so you know, what do you do when you're having a guest over? You you kind of put things in the closet, right? You got to put things <laughs> under the sink. You, you know, that's what, that's what you do. <laughs> we all do that. And I'm, so we, Richard, Richard Medway and I, we're we're, we're, doing, we're kind of stuffing stuff underneath the sink, you know, just to get everything looking. <laughs> So then when, we, when Richard and I listened to the tape uh, and we, we heard that um, this interaction about the tap water, uh, and then so the master um, filled the glass with tap water and filled the glass with filtered water, just you know, also on the sink, but from, you know, through a filter. And, um, and then it was scanned and the nine said, well, the tap water is, is not really fit for human consumption. And then he said, but I'd like to see the filter, you know. And that meant he oh. said, open up, open up underneath the sink. And we were like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, well, yeah, that's, another, another funny thing, too, was the, you know, the master didn't, didn't really know. And he was nervous and everything. So he, he sent Richard and I out to a hotel. So we would be out of the out of the house during the the meeting, and so on. I'll never forget too uh, when he showed uh, opened up the door into my room, uh, right right next to the master's bedroom, and in there is my has my bed and also had a computer because I did I transcribed uh, all, all of the uh, special transmissions and I would also type up questions that he was going to ask of the master theories and whatnot in fact all kinds of stuff, and so he opened up the door, and so Nixon zero the ninth said. Oh, where's where's the person that uh, that that's in that room? That you know that, that works on this computer. And I said, oh well, we, we sent we sent him and the other one away to a, a hotel. And this next year, the ninth said, oh, you didn't have to do that. Oh, <laughs> so, so we, we just, oh no, we, oh, we could have been there. Oh, wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. That was funny. Oh, that's so great to to hear the background here. It's invaluable. Thank you. Now, I actually have the mental transmission about this, which is very interesting. It's kind of long, so um, please feel free, Brian, to interrupt, you know, if you want to add certain things. Now, this is the meditation itself, I think, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, so this is, uh, again, some extracts uh, from, because it's fairly a long long tape, but I I took some extracts, and you'll be reading over some extracts from that that much longer um, interaction between uh, these two great adepts. Yes. So the meeting with Adept Nixie 009 for the first time, His Eminence for George King, October the 10th, 1988, Santa Barbara. You asked a question. Can I feel you? Yes, I can. Welcome to our little house in Santa Barbara. First of all, sir, I know that you are Nixie 009. I'm right in that. You say that it is true what the Master Etheria said many years ago, that the adepts would not be replaced when they were requested to leave the planet Earth. However, since that time, there have been manipulations and the five adepts will be replaced by Nixie 006, Nixie 007, Nixie 008, and Nixie 009. Well, thank you very much. I think we all think that that is absolutely fabulous. 
You also state that you apologize for not speaking to me before now because you had to take satellite number three out of orbit and land it in, where is it? Jupiter 4. Really? Well, it looks as though you and the other two chap pretty hot pilots. You say that you're talking to one now? Hmm. <laughs> now, I'm very indebted to you people and indebted to you, Nixie009. After all, you did do a little bit in the Gilbert operation, did you not? Yes, I know, I know. I know, I know. You would have taken it down. Yes, I know. However, you have to get used to the karmic complexities of terror. Afraid you do, old boy. As what you mentioned earlier, Brian, that's very interesting. Right. However, yeah. it, yes, it appears that you, Nixie007, Nixie008, Nixie009, not in any way to discount Nixie006, are going to remain in close contact with Earth, Earth even when the five adepts have to leave. You say that is quite correct, and you feel very inadequate. Who is going to be the chief communicator? You are going to be the chief communications agent. You feel extremely inadequate, and you are going to take what educational courses are available. Very well. Have you yet received your doctorate in terrestrial psychology? You say you have. And also you say that I received mine in the year, terrestrial year 1870. I don't exactly remember it in my physical body at the moment, but I'm sure I did. Yes, you did, because you have seen the documents. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. I like the idea of that very much. Anything you'd like to add to that, Brian, before I continue? Uh, well, yes, the, um, you know, we find out elsewhere in our master's teaching, I, I think it's written down somewhere, certainly I always would say that, that these these weren't actual courses that you would you know ruck up and, and sit down and with a uh, textbook you know and uh, take tests and whatnot like we we tend to do in in in, in on Earth, but it was more um, a computerized compressed um, information download into the the life stream's uh, mental structure. Uh, it was very very intense. Very it could be very difficult, and they actually had to test. To see if that if the uh, if the individual the adept was up to that um, pressure uh, of information going into them so quickly, um, uh, and so yeah, and the master took his back in it was 1870, um, and so and, and, and I'm sure they don't really call them doctorate, but that was just the way our master was trying to uh, uh, help us understand uh, that this is a way of, of giving energy giving information. To um, someone who will be dealing with us, us backward people on the planet Earth, so that's, that's yeah. what that's all about. That's so fascinating, isn't it? I, and presumably, I mean, all the cosmic avatars who come and adepts who come to this Earth for a mission would have to do something along those lines. I would think. I would um, have thought so for sure. Yeah, definitely. It would be nice if we could have access to that. <laughs> <laughs> so we could better understand. But um, yeah. I suppose, yeah, it's um, very interesting indeed. Um, and also, uh, this was the first time, wasn't it, that, I, that we were aware in the Ethereum Society during this mental transmission, the fact that um, these adepts were going to replace um, the six or the five adepts. That's right. It's the first time that's we right. heard about that. Mm -hmm. So that's, this is a very right. important mental transmission, isn't it? I mean, wow. Extremely important. It was a very important time in the Ethereum society. Because, uh, you know, when you, I think, when you go back and read Five Simples of God, where the Master of Ethereum said that, that they would not be replaced. Um, and then he would say, you'd be, you'll be more alone than ever before, kind of a thing. Um, and it was, it's, it's kind of a, a daunting mm -hmm. feeling left, you know, um, but then to have that change, and, and even though it's not said overtly, um, I personally feel that uh, the, the lion's share of that manipulation uh, was done by our master and the adepts to uh, to let 
to, to make it so that karma was such that uh, we could be, um, uh, they could be replaced for mankind by Edit Nikazir 9 and Team. I think that's, that's, I think that's got to be largely to do with our master. He would never say that, but I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, of course, the six adepts, uh, as we know, the Lord Babashi will, of course, remain right. on earth. <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah it's uh, fantastic, really. Um, one thing, we seem to be, once again, running out of time. We have so much to say. So I won't finish that. Uh, I think we've got the gist of the main things of that mental transmission, because one thing I did want to talk to you about is is about the... Um, you know, the coming of other adepts as part of this team and the satellite, etc. So, um, and the, one of the, the reasons, the main reasons uh, why they're here as well, which I, I, I think you have, a, you know, quite a lot of information about, Brian. You know, about the release, well, we, releasing of energy. Oh, well, you know, it, it might be helpful just to read um, that last, Segment, because in there, uh, our master gives a clue about that, I think. Oh, you'd like me to? Yes, absolutely. So the last part is, after a private conversation, we came down to something which could be interesting. Nixie 009 has had first-hand experience on satellite number three in many different magnetization orbits, not only of this Earth, but other planetary systems as well. And also he tells me that he has had some experience with space combat. But he also tells me that that cannot be compared of the three adepts and or the five adepts. I don't know what answer I can give to that except to say that we were there when we were needed. That's really the beautiful ending, that. Um, But he he also says... um, uh, in, the, in the actual address that the master gave, well, I was thinking of, but that's okay. We'll, we'll cover that. Uh, in, the, in the address that the master gave, talking about uh, the importance of Nixon 009 and team, he did say that, um, uh, if I get the words right, that Nixon 009 is an excellent communicator. And he says, uh, you should thank, thank God today um, that he is because your future may depend upon it. And in there, he, he also states that um, Nixon 009 will be the liaison between the Ethereum Society um, and the Cosmic Masters. And, and that and that's, was a crucial uh, point that was made in contact with the Lord of Karma, where Mars Sector 6 um, gave these dates for these SPs to go in the future. Um, but then our master asked, how will, how will we, meaning how will the Ethereum Society, be able to continue to um, release our Operation Prayer Power energy and access our, our Operation Space Power 2 energy that's that, uh, held for us. And then Marcia District said, well, you need to work out a, uh, a ritual uh, that will, will work for that. And so our master then worked out the ritual um, uh, with, with us, with us, because we have to, we have to do the ritual, um, and then had it tested um, and an integral part of that ritual Indeed, out of Nixon 009. And so that's, uh, it, it is a crucial um, point of liaison uh, between the Ethereum Society and the Cosmic Masters, is this, this, this master communicator and this master um, adept um, out of Nixon 009. He is crucial to our, to our future in many ways. Yeah, thank you for bringing up about the ritual, Brian, because some members may not be aware of that and may wonder how when we, when the senior engineering officers of which you're one decide on um, where the energy is going to be sent, how that is communicated uh, now that we don't have our master. So it's, you know, it's very interesting to hear that there is a ritual involved and that you, you know, this is how it happens. <laughs> thank you. That's right. Yep. Um, I do. I did actually find a little bit about the address. I think you're mentioning that was the one in 1990 at the end of the spiritual push on August the 5th, um, when the master talked about the reasons for, for staying here. Um, one, Shambhala, right. to the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, or certain parts of it, and three, His Eminence, Sir George King. 
Right. Um, our yeah. master also said that the Assyrian society, this is interesting to our members, the Assyrian society is fully recognized, actually has been for a number of years by satellite number three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, it, it just it illustrates how important um, the Assyrian society is. And, and remember... Every member of the Ethereum Society makes up the Ethereum Society. So every member of the Ethereum Society is, is recognized, um, is known um, by these great beings. And, and when you think about, uh, <laughs> it's kind of daunting, when you think about the Nix uh, uh, 009 uh, and team, they, their, their, their brief is to work with um, the Lord Babaji and the Great White Brotherhood the Lord Buddha and Shambhala, and our master in the Ethereum Society. And so now that the master uh, has had to leave, um, it's the Ethereum Society. And so to be even in the same sentence um, as, as Shambhala and the Lord Buddha and you know, the Great White Brotherhood and Lord Babaji uh, is a, it's, it's, it's a tremendous honor and a very, very important responsibility for every member of the Ethereum Society to be in that category or in, in, that, in that sentence, if we will. And, you know, we, we really do have, uh, shall we say, a lot is expected of us. You can go back to that sentence by um, the Master Ethereus, uh, where uh, there's the great, great task that's been given to the Ethereum Society, a task greater than that given to any other organization upon Terra. And, uh, you know, whether we succeed or fail is up to us, up to us. We really have to own that and really do whatever we can to make that successful. That's so true. <clears throat> Such an important time, Brian. We're all being called to do even more. We are. Yep. So thank you for bringing that up. And thank you, you know, one thing I found with your service and with this radio show you really brought these adepts almost i want to say to life i mean they are alive but in our minds and in our hearts and one thing that just popped into my mind is try and remember these ones in our prayers if we don't already just you know because they're working so closely with us and so important that we open up this communication channel by offering our thankfulness not asking them for help but offering our thankfulness now gratitude I love these ones. Yeah. On my altar, I have a little, um, a little flying saucer on my altar. And that reminds oh. me of Adam Nick 009 in team and Nick 011 in team and Sector 2 in team. It reminds me of these beings that, that are, you know, on earth helping us and nobody knows. I know. But, but we know. <laughs> so it, it, it's up to us to... to, to Send our prayers of thankfulness um, for for these great beings because um, they're, they're working their heart out uh, and they have a really okay. tough. You know, look at this world. The world's in an absolute mess. Where we're killing each other. We're starving each other. We're, we're just yeah. just the world mess. You know, um, and and imagine to to be these evolved beings in this this cesspool of, of selfishness. Um, just a few of them to help these billions of people that are just um, and so needy and, and, you know, to have a few people in the Ethereum society, and we have the only ones, of course, but um, the people in the Ethereum society who are actively helping, it, it, must, it, must, it must mean a lot to them. It's got to mean a lot to them, you know, and, uh, and we should thank them um, for the opportunity to, to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Brian, one of the things they're very involved with, as you mentioned, is Operation Prayer Power. And uh, in the past, if you remember uh, that address where um, they popped in to Operation Prayer Power. And uh, right. yeah. do you remember that? Is something you'd like to uh, talk about? They, they um, put some energy into the battery in Los Angeles, I remember. Well, they did that, and then in uh, Detroit, they put 100, 100 yeah. hours into the battery in L.A., and then they uh, went to Detroit, and they put in 400. So I'm not sure what, what the takeaway on that one is, but they, they put four times in. But either way, they, they did this after um, each service um, while people were still there, 
uh, and they would put energy into the into the battery in LA then through the remote in um, in Detroit. And and RMS was quite because RMS is a scientist, you know, and so he was quite interested in the uh, the amount of energy per minute that they were able to get through the remote um, from the remote oh. in Detroit to the battery in LA. You can read that for yourself in the newsletter. But he was quite interested in in, in what that it could that it could withstand that amount of pressure of energy going into the battery in in Los Angeles. Um, but it, it it illustrates that. Um, you know, one statement that um, was made kind of in this situation by Nixon Zero Nine was that it's one thing to um, really appreciate and think something's really, really good, um, but it's another thing to act upon that. And and so he uh, he, he felt that uh, they, they should act upon that, and so then they put energy uh, into the battery for us, for our use. Um, and, and, then he, and then he went on and did a similar thing for – Battery. It's one new. I don't think we have time to go into that aspect today, but it was. It, it illustrates too how much he appreciated um, and was um, uh, re- really impressed with what the members um, and sympathizers of the Affairs Society uh, were doing in Operation Prayer Power, and he even gave a nice message uh, about that. You know, when we. When we told us that how, how good we were doing with that. I don't have the exact words in front of me, but how, how good we were doing. And, and he really, uh, it really struck him uh, um, what a few people on earth uh, were able to do, especially in this case, through Operation Prayer Power. And, and it's good to remember that when we, when we go to Prayer Power, uh, or when we're deciding should we go or not tonight or, or another night and, uh, and go, because mm-hmm. this, this, this this act really stands out in 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 the the minds of the great beings who are helping mankind around Earth. Well, thank you for bringing that up, Brian, because actually I do have the wording here, and it's so. Oh yeah, say that. That's um, it. Yeah. Yeah, the closing is so beautiful with Adept Nixie zero zero nine sending our master and all the cooperators in Operation Prayer Power wherever they may be, his heartfelt blessings and to say that they're doing a wonderful service to mankind. Wow. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and there's another um, another one, too. Your heartfelt blessings. Uh, oh, no, um, is our master repeating that? that? Tell them that they're doing a wonderful service to mankind. Yeah. So moving. Uh, as I recall, it was... Um, it, the, the transmission was near. It was pretty much over. Zero zero nine kind of stopped and said, "No, I want to say this." And so then he actually extended that mental transmission to because he really wanted to get that across to the members of the Ethereum Society and all those who who are taking part in Operation Parapolis. Well, Brian, unfortunately, we're coming to a close. Uh, this time is going really quickly today. I know, but I just wanted to, and I, I want to thank you for giving us these personal insights into our master's connection with these cosmic adepts so that we all have a greater understanding and feeling and appreciation and love for these great masters and what they're now doing. Robert. It's not things in the past, it's that they're actually doing it now. So, Brian, we have what, about one and a half minutes left. So, is there anything that you'd like to um, close or add about well, this cosmic event? Well, what came to me too when you were just saying those words is that, you know, all these things were given to us by our master. He made the effort of recording these transmissions and letting us see them and storing them, letting letting us hear them, and you know. It, it's, it's to teach us and to train us. And so we're watching uh, this interaction between our master and the other adepts and, and Hector S2 and team. And why not also take a page out of how we work with each other, how we cooperate with each other, you know, with, with different headquarters, different branches, different groups, different members. And I think in these days, especially more and more with the Facebook group and uh, and, and the, the mixlers and, and where there is kind of a more and a more communication and working together uh, around the world. And I think the more that we can really fan that and really make that a positive 
wonderful thing. Um, we're learning from what our master left us. Well, thank you, Brian. Wonderful way to close this show. Thank you so much. And uh, let's hand back to our producer for the closing announcements. Thank you. Thank you, Chrissy, for, uh, for being the host. You did a wonderful job, I believe. Thank you. Absolutely. Hear, hear. Thank you, Chrissy. And thank you, Brian, for such a fascinating show. We've certainly learned even more about these cosmic adepts. And especially thank you, Brian, for allowing us a glimpse behind the scenes. Fascinating. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Right. As mentioned earlier, for the next uh, Aetherius Radio live show on June the 20th, Richard will be joined by Brian discussing 50 years of Operation Prayer Power and full details of the 50th anniversary event for Operation Prayer Power being held on Sunday, the June 25th in North Devon is on our website. Um, and obviously, please visit our website for more facts mentioned during this show. And you can connect with Richard Lawrence and to Chrissy Blaze through their respective websites, richardlawrence.co.uk and astrologycity.com. And also you can connect with Brian Kniep through his website, and that's com. So we do hope you've enjoyed the show. I certainly have. And thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to your company next month. Next month.